this is Hemant. <laughs> and Jessica. And she was eating something, which is why I started recording. How dare this you? This is the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, go to patreon.com. Are you going to use this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Such an asshole. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just, I haven't eaten any solid food today. And I was trying to shove a string cheese in my mouth and you're like we have to record right now <laughs> only it's when, a recording I waited, emergency. I waited until it was in your mouth until i started recording it's fucking rude my mm-hmm. friend um do you want to just get all the brett kavanaugh millions of things out of the way because by the time anyone hears this like it'll all be old news but yeah, there's still true. a bunch of stuff worth discussing um here was here was the most egregious of all the hot takes from the right that i saw uh this one was from Brian Fisher of the American Family Association. What, Brian Fisher? Is that something horrible? I can't I believe it. Yeah, I mean, this guy says a bunch of horrible things all the time. But this is what he said about uh, Christine Blasey Ford. Is that her mm. name now? Yes. Uh, Dr. Ford, here's what he said about her. He said, we need to have a biblical Fuck. standard of no, justice. that's enough. You don't need to Biblical own. standard of justice for her claims. So, and according to him, what that means is... Unless she could find two to three witnesses who saw the assault happen, we should ignore everything she says. Here's what he said. The Bible is very clear that no serious allegation should ever be accepted against someone on the basis of one lone allegation. Quoting from Deuteronomy, uh, which said, like, you need two witnesses or three witnesses for a charge to be established. Jesus himself said this in the book of Matthew. And then uh, Fisher goes on to say, you know, Ford's case falls to the ground and shatters into little tiny inconsequential shards. There's no corroborating witness, not a single one. Well, A, that's wrong. There was a corroborating witness. Who didn't want to testify, but who is maybe getting subpoenaed to testify. B, is he, just out of curiosity, is he holding that standard to anything else in the entire fucking universe. Yeah, I found one other example of him making this exact same demand that there needs to be multiple witnesses in recent memory. But, like... Take a guess. Tell me. Roy Moore's accusers. (laughs) Okay, so... There's levels to why that is fucking ridiculous. The first level, of course, is, like, I'm not going to take rules out of your book for like when we should uh, believe a sexual assault survivor. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Daddy, that's my string cheese. I'll eat it later. Um, <laughs> but also, it's only when women come forward with with things like this that all of a sudden everyone's like, well, we really can't. We need to take it with a grain of salt. And like this, just the level of willingness people have to brush something aside to further their agenda is abhorrent. There is there are like how many multiple witnesses for all the Russia craziness plus all the guilty pleas and these same people who advocate for this two witness rule are like, what? You got dozens of witnesses and guilty pleas? Nah, that's all a conspiracy. Well, I mean, that's the thing is you can't (laughs) what do we always say? You can't logic somebody into something they you can't something reason logic, someone into or out, out of, of something, something they, they didn't reason themselves, themselves into. into. Sure. Quote and that s- meme. <laughs> but it's it's true. Like, there's nothing. That's a frustrating thing. And that's why I almost don't like uh, Brian Fisher is always going to say something dumb. He always has. And he always will. But and there's nothing I can do to say, like, hey, women, not only 
deal with sexual assault regularly, but also infrequently come forward because of people like you. And that just is a snake eating its own tail. Like, oh, nobody else came forward. It's because they get treated like fucking garbage. And they assign motives to this woman. This woman who doesn't need this in her Mm -hmm. life. She is coming forward because somebody who did something fucking despicable to her is... Going to ma- is going to sit on the highest court in the land and make rules and laws and decisions that affect us all. And this, this is woman a, is a fucking hero. This is a point to bring out. The question isn't should we lock away Brett Kavanaugh for life. This isn't a legal trial. No. The question is, does he deserve this super privilege that he's about to get? He's not on That's trial, it. so you don't need like a gazillion witnesses. And this is a character witness who says he did something horrible to me. So by all means, investigate it, check it out. But you don't. We're not asking. Well beyond a reasonable doubt and like do we know like he did this for a fact McConnell That's not even question. wanted this dude in the first place like why is he <laughs> willing to lay over the tracks for this because they just he, need a victory this That's it they don't I, the care thing who. Is, here's the thing. The name doesn't matter. The seat matters. But here's the thing. Even if we say okay, Kavanaugh isn't a good good candidate. We there's too much in his background. They're being too fucking shady with with his paper trail. Even if we say no, Trump is going to pick somebody else from that same list, cut from the same cloth. And, like, they picked the worst possible dude to push through because right. there's legitimacy. We didn't do this for uh, Gorsuch. Like, we're not, like, we as Because it was conservative replacing a conservative. And as far as, like, and he a was, dude goes, he's, he's bad on all of our issues. But there's nothing but, that would keep him off this list and there's right it's just so i'm just so i mean it would be very easy for republicans to just say you know what screw this guy's too much trouble not worth defending him just pick someone else from the list and let's move this shit along if they wanted to i don't give them that much credit for being that smart it's just literally they need any kind of win and are willing to and they've already invested some so much into this guy that they're what's that fallacy where you just keep pouring sunken costs sunken costs like they've poured so much into this guy they took their time yeah as whatever a few weeks getting this guy uh, here uh, in the hearings and now they want to get him confirmed quickly. And so they don't want to start over because there's the possibility that they're not going to finish this up before the next Congress and so, is and confirmed. What are they giving up to try to get this victory? They're giving up any kind of moral standing that anything matters, that anything in your they're, past matters. They're forcing it's, the two women who are moderates uh, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, to basically say, eh, sexual harassment doesn't really matter if uh-huh. a woman accused him of it. We'll just vote him through anyway. Like, you're putting them in a bad position. Should we go over what happened? I just realized um, we didn't really, like, talk about Sure. A couple things to, to note is that uh, Dr. Ford basically said when they were in high school, um, he basically jumped her in a room, jumped on top of her. He put his hand over her mouth so she couldn't scream. He turned up the music loudly. He was raging drunk, she said, so maybe he didn't even know what he was doing, but that's not an excuse. Um, His buddy was standing there the whole time. At one point, he tried jumping on top of them. They got in some pile on the floor, and that gave her a chance to escape. And by escape, she means she locked herself in the bathroom until she felt it was safe. To she come said out. she genuinely was afraid he was going to accidentally kill her. Like yeah. she didn't. So he was trying to rape her. It was attempted rape. Yes. Um. So the two reactions we're hearing are either this woman is lying, 
because that she's making all this up. that she's making up from whole cloth, which is absurd because she's talked to people about it. She has a therapist on record in 2012 that she described this in couples counseling with her husband. Students at the school say this sort of thing. It happened. Yeah. We, we just kind of got it. It was something we all dealt with. Yes. Um, not that specific incident necessarily, no, 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 but, but in general, but in the circles they ran with. Right. So they're either saying she's flat out lying or she's only coming forward now because she is a pawn for the Democrats, which like even were that which true. Which is an incredible long game if she was a pawn for the Democrats. That's exactly she's right. she's been like, talking even, about this for a while. Right. And even were that true, like if that really happened, then even if Democrats were like, can you come forward now because of this? When else would she? Yeah. Yeah, of course she's going to come forward now when he's about to be in the Supreme Court. It's a life fucking appointment. She didn't even want to until the media got hold of it and were about to out her against her will. Yeah, and so she came. That's why she came out herself. Let let me be in control of my own story here. So it's either that she's lying. She wants the attention? Question mark. She had to flee her house. Her family's getting death threats. I don't think that's the kind of attention most of us like. She's a professor. Yeah, she's a professor. She has better shit to do. Yeah, or. Or, and this is the alarming thing, is what they're saying time and time again of, even if it were true. So they're, A, <laughs> willing to admit that he's lying to them mm-hmm. during this extremely important, which he's lied on record uh, before. Like, lying, Brett Kavanaugh lying is not this, like, he's not a bastion it's a prerequisite. of truth. It's a prerequisite for this job if so even nominating if, you at this point. Even if he were, there's people saying, oh, I'd hate to, for people to judge what I did 35 years ago. Oh, boys will be boys. Oh, that happens. Blah, blah, blah. I know a lot of people have had this tweet, but like, if what comes out of this is, hey, boys who yes. are teenagers, if you have this idea that, oh, no, if I accident, if I attempt to assault someone, if I attempt to rape someone, it might be held against me 35 years later. Good. Yeah. It's a good, healthy like, fear to have, I'd say. <laughs> I know plenty of high if schoolers. I ha- work with them. I was one. Like, if that's what we knew this was you, bad in high school. If the only motivation for not assaulting somebody is that you might get your Supreme <laughs> Supreme Court <laughs> oh, seat no, blocked. I yeah, yeah I, okay, fine. If that's how I need to scare boys out of trying to rape <laughs> girls, fine. Right. So so this side of the coin is um even if it is true, which is sort of even if it is true, whatever. So that means A, he's lying. B, you don't think sexual assault against a high schooler <laughs> is uh, bad or something worth being punished over or even worth investigating or even worth investigating and again, of course this morning as we're recording this Donald Trump's like well she should have come forward at that moment you which suck opened, my dick yeah. like fuck off with opens that. up a whole nother bag of like why women don't come forward it's, yeah look at all the shit she's going through when she's an adult and, and nothing's going to what is she gonna gain right the guy like, who is the person the way, with something to gain here what do you gain by telling I think he actually said, why didn't she tell the FBI 35 years ago or something? FBI. Like, well, I was at a high school. Trump said that? I think so. God, he's such an idiot. I think he's, what do you think she's going to do? Like, well, this guy tried raping me, didn't, didn't do it, but tried to. And we were drunk at this, he was drunk at this party and he like groped me or something and put his hand around me. That is, I don't know how much of a crime that is. It's I mean, wrong. It could be. I don't know legally what that uh, does, but you're going to tell the FBI that? And also, most people don't even tell their parents or friends about that sort of thing because it happens. Yeah, and in the because the 80s were okay. such a safe time for women yeah. to like come forward. People took that shit real seriously. But this idea that oh, if she didn't come forward immediately and tell like the police, yeah. then it must not have happened. Yeah, tells me 
you haven't, you don't have any clue how right. this stuff works. And I, I think the thing that I... By the I, way, we noted all of this when we talked about all the Me Too stuff in the atheist world, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how come they only said this stuff now and not in the moment? Because reasons. Because there's a bunch of reasons they didn't do also, or say anything they don't the owe moment. you jack shit. Yeah. It's their story. And if they think it needs to be told to protect others who from the same fate or f- make sure somebody, a legit evil dude doesn't end up like making decisions that are going to impact us forever. And Trump, too. Like, if people accuse him that he assaulted them or he did something, because those stories came out, too. And one of the criticisms was, well, why do they wait till he's running for president or something like that? Because now is when nobody it gave matters. a shit no one before. Gave a shit. Yeah. I okay. Anyway. Finally, well, wait, I want to end yeah, on... Um, oh, I got more. Oh, okay. I got more hot takes from <laughs> Christians. I, I, I want to kind of drive this home of this this race-slash-class divide that that this is really, really, really highlighting. Um, the example I want to use is the Central Park Five. Mm. So um, if you don't know Central Park, a woman in Central Park in the 80s, shit, I should have looked this up. I'm just spinning off the top of my head. Um, all of whom were minority. Uh, I'm sorry, a jogger, a female white jogger was murdered in Central Park. Um, f- five... Um, Young people, all teenagers between 14... 89. Yeah, 89. Um, all minority were accused of this crime, went to jail for it, and six then were... Six to 13 years in prison. S- oh, six... I thought you meant the youngest was six years old, Sorry, and I almost no. pooped. Um, and eventually DNA exonerated them. Now, in the midst of this, people were calling for... And by people, I mean Donald Trump. Yes. But people were calling to bring the death penalty back. People were calling for these kids to be tried as adults. They were act, they were assigning adulthood to young people. And if they had done this, which again they hadn't, they had done this like, fine, let's have that conversation about when it's appropriate to be tried as an adult versus a kid. But on the other side of this, Brett Kavanaugh was supposedly seventeen when this happened. When he fucking got drunk and attacked a woman, attacked a woman that he knew. And people are looking back on this as a boys will be boys moment. And that's so fucking despicable to me because I have been a teenager and I have been a young woman attacked. And to brush that off because the person was only 17 or only like 40, which is sometimes, they're like, oh, it was a long time. Like with Trump's, with the Stormy Daniels thing. Oh, it was 20 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah, he was in his fucking 60s. He knew better. Like this sort of willingness to put the past to bed when it's convenient for them. But anything else... If you're a minority, if you're a woman with with a less than sterling past, that is going to be you're going to settle that for saddled with that for the rest of your life. But if you're a white dude from a prep school, like oh, it's just youthful and distraction. Yeah. Oh, we've all the- who among us hasn't gotten drunk and attempted rape? <laughs> who among us? If that's if that's going to bar somebody from being a professional person, I'd hate to... Yeah, maybe we should look into every single person's past. And if you've ever gotten drunk and tried to rape somebody, just, like, let's get you out of whatever you're doing. <laughs> whatever you're doing, don't do it anymore. The Jehovah's Witnesses we've talked about have this two-witness rule based on the same biblical verses. Is that what the witnesses The two-witness rule. And they, Jehovah's two-witnesses? 
might as well be. That's why it's witnesses. Uh, and uh, uh, But uh, this is one of the reasons they're going through their own sexual abuse scandals right now, in part because the witnesses never took the claim seriously, even when women came forth with them, because they're like, well, you're a witness, because it happened to you. The guy who attacked you, the, the religious leader, was there, but he says he didn't do he it. He says no, so I don't so know what to tell you. So who else was watching? Because obviously all rapes occur in the presence of an audience, and then they just never took it seriously. No, And people are calling for them to stop doing that rule because yeah. it's not helping. And it's such a... Like, what is the point of that rule? None. It's biblical. That's it. It's always protecting the perpetrators or never protecting the victims. Now, given everything we just talked about, there's more. Franklin Graham, the evangelist, what stupid thing did he say after all this? Tell me. Uh, He said to the Christian Broadcasting Network, these are two teenagers, and it's obvious that she said no, and he respected it and walked away. It's obvious? It's obvious. To whom? To nobody, because that's not even what happened. He respected it and walked away. What part of that includes he put his hand over her mouth so she couldn't scream and turned up the music so no one would hear them and jumped on top of her. Like, none of that is what happened. But this is a guy who thinks Jesus rose from the dead. Facts don't really matter to this guy. Um, Again, what she said in the Washington Post article about her story, Kavanaugh held her down with the weight of his body, fumbled with her clothes, seemingly hindered by his intoxication. She said she yelled, hoping that someone downstairs would hear her over the music, and Kavanaugh clapped his hand over her mouth to silence her. At one point, the friend jumped on top of them. She tried unsuccessfully to wriggle free. Then the guy jumped on them again, toppling them, and she broke away. That's what she actually said. This is not a she said no and then he just magically walked away. That's not what this is. But that's Franklin Graham for you. There's more. Robert Jeffress, the pastor who is one of Donald Trump's evangelical council people mm-hmm. and one of the biggest promoters of Donald Trump among the Christian right, uh, he tried to just go off and distract everyone. He says, like, Democrats have no business showing concern for Dr. Ford. Like, who are they to talk? Because... Uh, The real objection to Brett Kavanaugh is that he would restrict in any way the murder of 700,000 females in the womb to abortion every year. They don't care about those women. Therefore, don't pay attention when Democrats say they care about this woman. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking suck my dick. Like, I don't give a shit what he says. And then, Uh last one, I swear, then I'll move on. Uh, this This is an elected official. Uh, or a guy who wants to be uh, Mississippi Republican Senate candidate, Chris McDaniel, like actually running for a Senate seat. Mm -hmm. Uh, What he said is, you know, he hoped it didn't disqualify Brett Kavanaugh, all the stuff that's going on. He hoped the American people are not falling for it. And then, quote, these allegations, 99% of the time, are just absolutely fabricated. Just based on fucking what? Nothing. He made up that number. He pulled it out of his ass. 99% 99% of rape accusations, he says, are made up. But people listen to this. Like, it's so fucking dumb, but people listen to this. And then women aren't believed. And then fewer women come forward. And it's just. And this- then they use that against them. And there's no way to, to do this like, for them. I'm just so. 
I'm so fucking appalled with the GOP. I'm appalled by most white men at Are this point. Are you surprised by any of it? Because I can't imagine you're surprised by it, but I'm wondering if you're more appalled than... Um, yes and no. Um, no, I am not surprised that the, the GOP will once again prove themselves to be spineless and rudderless in the face of advancing their their agenda in case in the face of jamming this guy into the supreme court um i'm still shocked i know this is naive of me but i'm still shocked at the hypocrisy i'm shocked that M- mitch mcconnell with a straight fucking face is like it's really important we get this seat filled. Like, how come? Why Could've are you just a year and a half for the other guy? Why but. aren't you following the rules? It's really important that we stay with these. Like, I'm, I'm so. I know I shouldn't be, and I know it's naive, but like, just it's so hypocritical on its face, and it's not even like it's a one to one thing, right? It's not even like, well, you had this sort of nebulous thing and you weren't following the rules then and now this is how it's playing out. It's literally a Supreme Court seat in an election year even closer to election now than we were with with um, with Garland. Like, it's disgusting. It's so despicable and I just don't understand how they can look themselves in the mirror. The other thing I'm kind of disappointed in is sort of the gleeful opportunity seizing that people like Franklin Graham mm-hmm. at all are taking to not only say this woman is seeking attention, a pawn in the Democrats game, um, just trying to screw up his life, fabricating lies, not just attacking this woman, but saying women do this shit all the time. Oh my God, you can't take a woman seriously ever because they are going to do anything they can to keep you out of power. It's, it's so bananas that they're willing to... We've seen, we've seen proven time and time again that women are constantly under threat of sexual harassment in the workplace, in the home, in the military, wherever... We see evidence of it all the time. We see corroborating stories. We see documentation. We hear video of it. And they are so willing to dismiss all of that based on literally nothing, based on an inconvenience for them to either have to modify their behavior or be critical of the people surrounding them. And it's fucking disgusting. It's, Do you think he's going to get confirmed? Um, I don't but that doesn't but that doesn't necessarily give me any hope for who's gonna fill this seat yeah like the thing is the thing that i was trying to kind of grapple i was listening to pod save america and they were sort of talking about this in depth is i was trying to grapple with like i don't think kavanaugh should be on the bench for many reasons not the least of which is that he's anti-choice but also because just the sort of murkiness surrounding Trump appointing a Supreme Court um, um, justice who is very likely going to be overseeing what happens to to Trump and all of this kind of garbage going around with Russia. So aside from that, he, like, if not him, somebody else in his same, you know, in his same cut is going to be there. So short of... 
somehow punting this and getting holding off putting anybody on the bench until January 2019, I don't feel, even if he, which I think there's a good chance he won't get confirmed. Like, I think I there's think they'll just so, cut and run at some point. Yeah, there's so much going on. I think they're banking on Ford not being a really good witness. Which is wild because she's a fucking college professor. Yeah, I'm sure she's pretty eloquent. Right. And by the way, keep in mind, you probably haven't heard her voice yet. Yeah. You probably haven't seen... I think I've only seen one old image of her yeah. that someone found in all the media outlets are I don't, using I, it. Like, she's she's kept quiet, yeah. only letting her attorney speak for her. And this... Which means when she finally does speak up, like, I'm pretty sure she's been waiting for this moment for a long time. For a long time. And Not I mean, knowing she, the Supreme Court thing, but just, she's, I've been wanting to get back at this guy somehow. Yeah. And she has had her ducks this in a row. This guy ruined my life right. all, for decades. Right. I can spend an afternoon answering your questions. Yeah. This is shit. She was still obviously processing in therapy in 2012. Mm-hmm. So like this isn't a one-time thing that was a blip on her radar. This clearly changed the course of her life I in think some respect. One of her friends said she doesn't even like going in elevators cuz it's like a confined space and that's where all this Yeah, it's almost like it there's from. like long-standing trauma associated yeah. with with assault. Um but this one got her ducks in a row in the most impressive way I've ever seen. And it's so funny the um the sort of uh, I don't know if hypocrisy is the right thing, but she took a lie detector test. She like she wrote a letter to her congresswoman back in the summer. She did all of the things right to avoid this sort of like, oh, you're making this up. Oh, right. it's out of whole cloth. Right. Blah, blah blah. But now that she's like, yeah, no, I paid for my own fucking lie detector test and I passed it. And now people are like, well, why would she have to take a letter? Because mm-hmm. you assholes were going to make her. Yeah. These are the same people who had that list of like 65 women within a day of all this coming out. And all, okay, I actually do want to talk about that. So within a day of the accusation, sort of... I don't um, think the Senate did it, but I think those women are like, we got to put this together fast. I think and he then, had that in his back pocket. I heard that, and then I don't think that's how it came you together. You think they However, can... So apparently there was a letter signed by 65 women. I'm sure one of the women wrote it and yeah. then passed it around, like, sign this fast yeah. um, before the full story came out. And right. when journalists tried to contact all those women, like... Two of them are like, yeah, I stand by this. Oh my! Oh, I didn't know that. But also, that's yeah. so fucking. Obs- that's like saying, like, well, Ted Bundy didn't murder me, so well, I don't know why you guys guy. have such a problem with him. Yeah. Like, it's so absurd to be like, he did not sexually assault me, so it follows that he's never sexually assaulted anybody. I, I saw this on it's Twitter somewhere science. when he was having his confirmation hearing. One of the ways they said, "Look at what an awesome guy he is," is they had all these teenage girls that oh. he what that he coached or something oh, behind him in the sands. But then when one teenage girl did not have a good experience with him and said so, they're like, "Well, we can't listen to her." Well, yeah, Who teenage girls are notorious idiots. Unless they're saying he's wonderful, in which case, whatever. Do you want to move on to something else? Because there's other stuff. Um, I actually have something sort of in the same ilk. Um, So there's a man named uh, Justin Schneider. He's, I think, 33. Um, He was just indicted on four felony charges. Those were kidnapping, assault, and one misdemeanor count of offensive contact with fluids. So um, essentially, he strangled a woman until she passed out. He uh, strangled this woman, and after she woke up, he said that he wasn't really going to kill her, that he just needed her to believe she was going to die so he could be sexually fulfilled. Mm. Um, 
so he was charged on these four felonies, um, but he struck a plea deal. So he pled, he pled guilty to a single felony assault. He got two years of jail time, but one was suspended. Also, he resu- got credit for wearing an ankle bracelet and staying at home. So he is under home, home, what's it called? Home watch. I don't know. Home. Confinement. Uh, fuck. Home. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to be labeled as a sex offender. Yeah. Um, and uh, assistant district attorney Andrew Granick said that Schneider, so Schneider lost his job. Um, sorry, I just want to be clear. All of this, all of these things happen. He's not going to go to jail at all. Yeah. For strangling a woman until she passed out, she feared for her life. This man. But he will get nominated to the Supreme Court. Huh. Assistant District Attorney Andrew Granick told uh, said that Schneider losing his job was basically quote a life sentence, and that he quote hope it doesn't happen again. The judge presiding over the case was similarly optimistic, noting that he's a member of the community. He said to Schneider, this can never happen again. <laughs> Don't strangle two women. So if you're telling me something. that white dudes live in the same universe as anybody else, I'm going to show you this story. <laughs> and I'm going to show you Brock Turner's story. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that maybe we're not taking sexual assault against women seriously. And maybe my white dudes are getting away with a lot of fucking garbage when... I, I, it's just... It's, he strangled a woman! Like, what the fuck else do you have to do to get in jail if you're a white dude? Um, also, Schneider said, I would like to emphasize how grateful I am for this process. It's given me a year to really work on myself and become a better person, a better husband, and a better father. Always a husband and father. Mm. Um, I'm very eager to continue that journey. So that guy can jump up my asshole. Fuck that guy. He, I'm, how... How do things keep getting worse? Like, (laughs) I thought we hit rock bottom like two years ago. No, the bottom keeps falling. Anyway, Um. like, seriously, (laughs) guys, can we start to consider that male, white male privilege is a thing when we read stories like this? I'm sure he strangled her nicely. Anyway. Anyway. So in Louisiana, uh-huh. there is a school district, parish, Bossier, Bossier, I don't know, screw it. Uh, schools <laughs> in Louisiana, they're already part of a lawsuit because hey, for all these multiple acts of House promoting, arrest. sure, there That's you what it go, was. multiple acts of promoting Christianity. So at, in this district, uh, coaches pray with students, pastors are brought in to pray is with the public athletes, school? public, okay. yep. Choir sing explicitly Christian worship music, sure. not like classics. Like we're talking Jesus, I love you. Hey, Teachers proselytize. What's a, cl- a classic choir song? I'm t- like the the medieval like oh, sure. classic God sure, stuff. Yeah, and that would medieval. even have to be mixed in. They're not doing that. They're singing stuff you expect to hear at church okay. like on a Sunday. Creation. They teach creationism. It, it's all bad. They're already in the middle of this lawsuit uh-huh. and. It was filed earlier this year. It's still ongoing. There's no resolution in that. I think we talked about this last week where one of the high schools in the district let a Christian gym owner advertise on the football field. Oh, yeah, I remember these guys. Same district. Somebody wanted to put the Friendly Atheist logo on a football field. I'm working on it, people. I think we should. I think We're it's a very good idea. we to get resolved. <laughs> Definitely high school football is our main, like, 
people were oh, trying to get care. to. I don't care. That would be <laughs> awesome. Christian Jim and this podcast. Bring it. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's a Republican member of Congress, Representative Mike Johnson, who made a comment about the, the lawsuits involving all this stuff. What he said is that he has credible information that atheist litigation groups in California have contacted private investigators in our area to try to hire them to obtain hidden video of Christian student groups and activities at Benton High School, where the gym logo is at, Mm -hmm. and potentially other parish schools. First of all, atheist litigation groups in California, there are none. Like, there's FFRF in Wisconsin, Americans United is D.C. There are no atheist litigation groups in California. Yeah. Uh, None of them have hired private investigators, because where do you think they get that money from? These groups don't have... (laughs) They don't have that... They don't have private investigator money. (laughs) But anyway, you don't even need a private investigator to catch these people doing anything wrong, because they post about this stuff on Facebook. They're proud of it. They do it on the football field before a game. Like, we don't know this stuff is happening because of hidden cameras. Yeah. We do it because they brag about it. Uh, And by the way, even if you bring in a private investigator, they're only going to catch you doing something if you're doing it. Yeah, that's a good point. So what the hell is this guy complaining about? I have no Um, idea. And then he added that these groups perceive that the the school district... They use it as an ATM machine for attorney fee awards in what they believe will be easy establishment clause lawsuits. Well, those are all words for sure. <laughs> the only way the atheists, the church day separation side, get money for attorney fees in any of this is if they're right. Like, if, if these are easy establishment clause lawsuits, it's because the schools are doing something wrong and the atheists are bringing forth these lawsuits and the judges are like, well, shit, the school district's breaking the law. So, yeah, atheists, you win. Yeah, like, it's What seem- are you talking... They're an easy ATM. They're only easy if you're breaking the law. I think I understand where this guy is coming from because the only sort of law he follows vis-a-vis the Establishment Clause is like, come on. That like, that's his unquote, thing. Yeah. That's literally all he thinks. I know this is wrong, but no, oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Again, like, if Muslims just, were doing what Christians are doing, it would be chaos for yes. them. Yes. It's just, it's stunning. It's stunning how people don't think the rules apply to yeah. them. Um, Americans United for Separation of Church and State from Washington, D.C. and not California says... Actually we hired absol- a private investigator. <laughs> we absolutely have not hired private investigators to spy on them. So that's a thing. Um, I'll give you a happy I'm in- story. I'm impressed that they had to... They, like, had the dignity to like actually <laughs> to respond to, to respond that. to that only to journalists who are like, did you guys hire a private investigator? They're like, no, what Whoopsie, are you talking you caught about? Us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is in Houston, Texas. There is a I'm gonna be in Houston, gallery. Texas. You're going to like it. Stop by this place. The Hiram Butler gallery. It's an art gallery in Houston. And I guess not too long ago, a local church bought space that was near this art gallery. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was in 2015. River Point Church bought space near this art vendor. That's not a problem. The problem is that the art gallery has a set number of parking spaces, like right by the gallery for their customers. And a bunch of church members... This is in Houston? My husband told me about this. A bunch of churchgoers are parking in the art gallery spots to attend church functions. Uh-huh. And again, the only problem here is this art gallery is like, what about our customers? Right. We, those are for us. Mm-hmm. 
they were like, how do we stop? I think they tried to reach out to the church, trying to get them to understand, like, please don't have your people park here. <laughs> Didn't work. So what? they finally fixed the problem by having, because it's an art gallery, they commissioned someone to make a piece of art. <laughs> There's now a banner by those parking spots that says parking only for gay conversion therapy. <laughs> Golly. By the way, they mentioned like it's it's not anti-gay, it's satire. Yeah. If you want to admit. Right. <laughs> like that's something oh the church God. would probably have a problem with. Brilliant. So good. <laughs> and I by the way, the church, the pastor at the church issued an apology and said, we will continue to be diligent to prevent our guests from using You those can't say spots. continue when you haven't started. Yeah. Words have meaning. <laughs> uh, this um, double speak. While we're talking about pastors. So in Maine, there's a library. Band Books Week is mm. coming up. There's a library in Maine uh, Rumford Public Library, where they put out a display of banned books because they're celebrating. Like, look, we don't censor stuff. These are books that are often banned. Uh-huh. And so I'm, some of the things, I'm just looking at the picture of this display, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fahrenheit 451, The Kite Runner. I think the Catcher color, in the Rye. Uh, I don't see it banned. on here, but yeah, Catcher in the Rye, The Color Purple. Um, and of course, they have a couple books, like a novel called Two Boys Kissing, there's one there is that felt like bait. <laughs> oh, totally. There is uh there, there's a couple other books that talk about homosexuality because of course those always get <laughs> pushed back from right. people. Uh, to kill a mockingbird is there too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they put up this display. As you would expect, like they're doing it because these are provocative books that uh-huh. people often want to censor. Uh, Banned Books Week, by the way, is all about, quote, the freedom to seek and to express ideas, even though some consider unorthodox or unpopular. Satanic verses were banned. Go ahead. (laughs) So naturally, three local pastors wrote a letter to the library's board of directors, and they're like, you need to ban the banned books display. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. And here's their reasoning. They gave four reasons for why it had to happen. I bet each is better than the last. Oh, you know it. Number one. Children should not be subjected to an early sexualization. Subjected, subjected. to an ear- wait early sexualization. I think they were referring to books that like talk Lolita? about homosexuality, but for younger people who are struggling with, oh, maybe I'm gay. What does that mean? And how dare you bring that up in a book? Have you just quick sidebar? Have you ever seen there's a tweet or something like that that's like. Oh, gay people, start s- stop like sexualizing your like telling your kids they're gay. Like, yeah. Also, straight people like to two month old like, oh, he's looking at me. He's such a little flirt. He's gonna be a heartbreaker. <laughs> Hide your girlfriends. Right. People are weird about babies. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, by the way, just to be clear, just because a book talks about homosexuality no, doesn't it mean it's about head. sex. No, right? um, but it does turn <laughs> you gay. Everybody knows Clearly. that. Clearly. Um, and these are the same people who are like, here's That's Adam why and I'm Eve a horse, gr- because Black Beauty was my favorite book growing up. Congratulations <laughs> on your trans horsiness. Oh, uh, these God. are the same people who show oh, Adam so and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and joke. they don't care. Here's the second reason. Yeah. Uh, the library should not be promoting a far-left political view that sees homosexuality as acceptable. Wow, that was a journey you took me on. Uh-huh. So at first I thought far left was like freedom of speech, which, <laughs> lol. Um, Political view that sees homosexuality as acceptable. By the way, even most Christians Catholic? are like, 
homosexuality is fine. We have a problem with people who act on it. Which is still Which is still stupid. But that's not even what a lot of Christians say. (sighs) And again, what are the books saying? Gay people are also people. Yeah, they exist. (laughs) This is what they have a problem with. How dare you show... How dare you humanize them? (laughs) Oh, my God. I cannot... This is number two. I got two more. It is 2018. Not in their heads, it's not. And we're still talking about whether (laughs) gay people are... Humans. Humans or okay to exist or Mm -hmm. okay to, like, quote, unquote, expose... (laughs) Children, too? Num- number three. No. I'm telling you, they get better. Number three, tell me, again, banned books we display. Number three, the library, we feel, should be sensitive to those of religions that find certain material offensive. Suck my dick. <laughs> I've said a lot this episode, us? but you, I'm really yeah. mad. Um, <laughs> my favorite. Then they were like, you know, we're just looking out for our Muslim friends. Here's what they said. As traditional biblical Christians, we are convinced that if we had a Muslim community living here, if, (laughs) they would also be highly offended by the displays promoting homosexuality. Since when do you give a fuck about Muslims, dickbags? Yeah. First of all, Muslims didn't write this letter. You did. Yeah, don't speak for me. (laughs) Yeah. And I I'm say on behalf sure, of Muslims. I'm pretty sure Muslims do not want the people who like want Muslims out of the country. Like Jesus speaking for them. Think Christ. of the Muslims, say the Christians. Okay. Number four. We should, the community should have some say in what they want in the library. We should all vote for which books are in the library. <sighs> just <laughs> like <laughs> just what by the, the way, the best part about number four is that it included this line, and I'm reading we, it to you. And I'm quoting directly. We believe that many in this community would be concerned about the book that had two naked women on the cover. It was about a woman going through like puberty or something. Um, As being immodest and inappropriate for a pubic setting, such as a public display in the library. Fucking, you're lying to me right now. That's their typo. That was their typo, pubic setting. They didn't even proofread their stupid letter. See, I'm feeling Truman Showed again. (laughs) It's happening. Because there's no way these are real people that exist in the world. They oh, are man. they are constructed constructed specifically to make me angry. I know, and to make me believe they don't exist. This is these guys showed up in they person. Said they said pubic exist. setting. Pubic setting. These guys showed up at the board meeting for real. They showed up at the library's uh, monthly, I think, board meeting to make their case. People heard them respectfully. But here's some good news for you: the library's board of trustees unanimously voted to not change the display because, and they said, these books are perfectly appropriate for a banned books display. We did it before. Other libraries do it. The display is to remind people of the freedom to read. Lack of censorship. That's the reason. (sighs) I like that. I I will grant the Christians one thing, though. Here's one thing you could do to make this banned books display even better. Put the Bible on it. Because the oh. Bible is offensive in some other areas. Like, mm-hmm. there literally is persecution right. in other countries yeah, for Christians. Here. There's no reason you can't include the Bible in it That'd or really any other holy book. Maybe, I don't know if that serves as a compromise, because the lesbian book would still be there. Yeah. But the point is, like, we could include that because you guys get censored, too. It's not just about pro-gay. Right. And I'm sure the library would understand that, too. I don't, they didn't talk about that or do that. But that might be a thing to point out if any library is considering a display like this. Yeah. You could put those displays too because those books get censored. Isn't it wild that like this group heard about banned books and was like, now they were on to something. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let us tell like, you how you should ban Like these things. people are taking 
the worst moments in our history and using them as blueprints. They're like, Japanese internment camps, you say? Well, that feels useful. (laughs) Sure, they went a little too far, but I'm sure we can modify this for our own needs. Uh, um, (laughs) What do I have? I got one more happy one for you before you get to that one, before you get to one other one. Okay. Um, (laughs) There was a court in India that... Uh, district court, smaller court, they got a blasphemy case uh, really? recently. Basically, the the story was someone posted on Facebook, uh, like a meme or a oh. picture, comparing a Hindu god mm-hmm. uh, to a very popular movie character. I could tell you their names. You don't know who they are. Don't worry about it. But it's kind of <laughs> like saying, like, oh, look, Jesus is a hero in this in in religion. And so is, I don't know, Rocky. There's my new movie reference. Like, they're kind of the same. Look, they're heroes. They modeled it wait, after... Wait, wait. Don't, don't bother. Rocky? Don't even bother. I, I don't know. So, it wasn't offensive. They were just saying, look, religious figure compared to popular movie character who's fictional and mortal. Uh-huh. And, like, four guys liked it, and a few people commented on it saying saying things like, trashing the god uh-huh. as not being real. And basically, everyone got in trouble for this. This is what... There was a lawsuit saying, like, well, that guy posted it. These guys liked it. How dare they? Yeah. Some people commented on it. The good news is when it got to the judges in this courtroom, they basically said, what the hell is wrong with you people? Really? Who are filing this lawsuit. They kind of mocked the person who even filed it. Um, and here's what they said, and I'm quoting here. The complainant could have taken the aforesaid post in humor, like all others who believe in God did. Like here, only it needs to be observed that in India, due to absence of humor, (laughs) the tolerance level has gone shocking down (laughs) to shocking down. Really? Basically like, you guys, this is a joke. Get over it. Oh my God. (laughs) Right? That's That's awesome. Good. And by the way, they pointed out, they also said in this thing, Like, no one can deny... They they said, look, the whole Enlightenment was about criticizing popular ideas. That's a good thing, even if it's unpopular. They said the questioning of traditional authority and superstition is part of this uh, process Mm -hmm. of progressing as a society. And prosecuting people who do that, they said, quote, "Um, that step will stop human development. Wow. I know, like, whoa, that's a big deal. Good on them. I don't see that that often, especially in countries that are very religious. Yeah. You don't really see people saying like, "Take this a step isn't back." Blasphemy. Just, yeah. just laugh, don't laugh, whatever. It's not a big deal. Funny. Um, so speaking of <laughs> of Hindus, uh-huh. where are you going with this? Oh man, this story made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh, it made my whole day. So <laughs> I have to pull this up now. Yeah. So, um, so in Texas. Um, <laughs> I, don't even I know just found start. out about this it's this morning, so and it is bonkers. So, um, the Republican Party group in suburban Houston, fucking Houston, I'm coming at you, Fort Bend County. Um, they wanted to attract Indian American voters, and so in the India Herald newspaper, 
Which is a, I should say, it's a local newspaper yeah. because Houston has a lot of brown people in it. So, Does it? Is yeah. that a thing? Houston's oh, a hub. NASA. Chicago's a hub. Yeah. Houston's a hub. All of New Jersey is a hub. It's all good. But it's a, it's a local publication for Indian people. And so they <laughs> had this cartoon of... Um, is it Ganesha? Ganesh, yeah. Ganesh. Okay, that's what I thought, but there's the, an A at the end and it's The actual Ganesh. picture, the cartoony picture of Ganesh, this is the one you kind of see in The Simpsons when they mock a poo or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's the picture of Ganesh, which on its own, it's not offensive. Right. And they actually did fine with kind of saying, here's the traditional picture of Ganesh uh-huh. and what all the different, like, why does he have the head of an elephant? Uh-huh. Well, there's a reason for that. It's a symbol for something. Right. Let us explain the symbols. And I, I read through that. Ooh. There's nothing wrong with the descriptions of, you know, why is he holding an axe? Why is he holding a lotus flower? Uh-huh. Why does he have the elephant head? Etc. All the of caption, that's fine. Though, the caption. The caption's where we run into problems. It said, quote... Get it out. Get it out. Would you worship a donkey or an elephant? The choice is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, brown people. You all. Yeah. Hey, brown people. You already worship an elephant, so you love the GOP. Come vote for us. Oh, my God. Like. By the way, they ran, they said we ran this by Hindus and they were, oh. cool. I'm sure they ran the picture of Ganesh with the captions of the symbols and the, the people involved are like, yeah, this is what this means. This is what this means. They probably gave a thumbs up to the image, but no one was like, run this caption with it. Oh my Christ. That's like how so could you be? funny. It is, it's, it's, I was going to try to compare it to something. There is nothing to compare. Here's the closest I could get. If some like Democrat or something was like, hey, conservative Christians, do you want to worship a guy who got captured or a real hero? Like talking about Jesus. Oh, yikes. Which is like, what are you doing? You're turning them off. You're not helping. Yeah. I was going to say like, hey. Christians, I heard you like <laughs> carpenters, and this mayoral candidate yeah, he's is, a, is a carpenter in his spare time. <laughs> so basically the same. Yeah, the, the, the problem that the Hindus had with it, they're like, first of all... First of all, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. To say we worship elephants is mocking what it is we actually believe. They believe in God. They believe in the divine. Yes. And these animals are God's creation. Yes. So they respect them. That's one thing. So I we do don't be clear, worship like, elephants. Right. I want to make sure that we're abundantly clear. Like when, when I laugh uproariously, it's not it's not anything but their Tone delicious <laughs> misinterpretation of what Ganesh is. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. So it's they're like, first of all, you belittle us by saying we worship an elephant. Second. We're not playing politics here. Right. This is our religion. We're n- they're not conservative Christians. Like, their faith is not some, like, avenue toward politics. And Indian people, I think, more so, well, far more so than conservative Christians, they're not just single-minded in which party they're voting for. There right. are Indians who vote for Republicans. Right. There are a bunch more who vote for Democrats, I believe, maybe even in Houston. But my the other thing about this story is... The GO, the local party, the GOP party in that area, apologized, but this was their apology. Um, I'm going to skip through the boring stuff. It's all boring. Uh, this, hi- 
this ad was created with input from those of Hindu faith so we could properly pay respect to the sacred festival. By the way, th- yeah. they put this ad in the paper like right before a week of a celebration honoring Ganesh. How do you like, pronounce it? Char- mm-hmm. Chartuthi? Yeah, I, I, I don't oh. know. Not my people. Yeah, you're not Hindu. <laughs> I wasn't Hindu. Should I have made that clear? <laughs> you're brown, not Hindu? Yeah. Um, they went on. Here's you're the GOP. You're a generic brown. Thank you. This <laughs> highlights... This is what I don't get. This is the GOP apology. This highlights the difficulty in outreach that can be positive for one group, but not for another in the same community. Who saw this ad and got something positive out of it? I don't well, know. Highlights a difficulty in outreach that can be positive for one group. Do they think they were doing, like, Republican Indian people a favor and they were fine with it? Because I don't think they were. And then they said, Do we they offer... Do positive for white people? <laughs> like, look, we tried. Give us credit for reaching yeah, out like, to Yeah, like, are these... they... Is that what they're... I, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. And then the same person who runs this party went on to say, we offer our apologies to anyone who was offended. Sure. Not that they did anything wrong, but if you took it the way we didn't mean it... Well, the last line, obviously, that was not the intent. <laughs> obviously, <Right>. idiots. <laughs> that was yeah. obviously um, not the intent. Cy Preston Kulkarni, who is a Democrat who's running for the U.S. House in, in a heavily red district, uh, he put out a statement on Twitter saying, like, asking Hindu Americans if they would rather vote for a donkey or an elephant by comparing Ganesh, a religious figure, to a political party is highly inappropriate. The Fort Bend County Republican yeah. Party must retract the ad, which... They did. Well, Didn't they? They gave a I half-hearted in- apology and it's already run. So yeah. whatever. Um, oh, it's just fuck super that. That is so funny, though. Yeah. I, I actually thought there's a Hindu American foundation uh, that responded in a lot of the media attention in this story. They responded as representatives of Hindus uh, in this story. Mm-hmm. And they were very giving the GOP the benefit of the doubt, which I didn't which they really have understand. Not they have not earned. They're just kind of saying like, well, you know, they didn't know better. They said they wouldn't do it again. You know, we wish they yeah, had... We didn't asked. know better to reduce Don't. your God to, like, one part of it and then misunderstand <laughs> no. what that is, too. Yeah. And by the way, they all said in their statement, too, this is one of the ways Hindu kids get bullied. Yeah. Which is you belittle and mock them this way. When we when that movie came out about uh, Apu... Oh, that, yeah. Uh, ...that Hari Konobalu made... One of the things he pointed out is this the is the, the stereotype poo. that has been used against brown people growing up mm-hmm. because it's not even accurate. It's mm-hmm. a caricature of what we believe. And to, for the Simpsons stereotype, it was a problem. That's what the GOP is doing here. So it's not just a stupid way to get votes. Right. It's completely tone deaf to what they were trying so to do. bad. Um, um, this was a story that uh, happened this week that I think we touched on it last week. Basically, there was a man in the Mormon church. His name is Sam Young. He's been trying to fight those Mormon masturbation interviews where bishops ask young children basically intrusive questions about their sex lives that border on pornographic and without their parents present. It's just one-on-one interviews. And a lot of kids have been traumatized by these interviews. A lot of people are like, there's no legit purpose for having it. Because they're not just saying, are you having sex? Because that's bad and you should 
you should feel bad about that and ask right. forgiveness. They're basically like, how many orgasms did you have? What position were you in? It's totally so. inappropriate. So Sam Young was trying to draw attention to these interviews, trying to get the church to put a stop to them. Uh-huh. And he had been threatened with excommunication by the Mormon church. I think we discussed this last time. So over the weekend, last weekend, uh, he had got his letter from the church. There was a trial of sorts, sham trial, really. But they sent him a letter with his fate. Think of like a college admissions letter. Uh Uh, This is what they sent him. And so he didn't open it. He waited until a certain event. Like he gathered people in Salt Lake City. Really? He's like, I'll open it in front of you all. Because he kind of knew where it was going. But basically, the letter said that he has been excommunicated. And the weirdest part is that the letter said, this action was not taken because of your opinions or position on protecting children. Mm -hmm. When he read that, the whole crowd booed, laughed, because they knew better. Uh And he even looked up from reading the letter at the time, and he's like, no, they're wrong about that. It is taken only because of my public outright position. What they said is basically, you're not following church rules. You're attacking our positions, our beliefs, and mm-hmm. that's something. And you're a rabble rouser of right. sorts. So he's been kicked out of the church. And I know you might say like, well, whatever. It's like saying you're going to go to hell. That doesn't scare me. Right. So what's the big deal here? The big deal is this guy, as far as I know, is still, still a must, practicing yeah. Mormon. He believes this stuff, right. which means every, all the work he's put into his faith, all the ritualistic stuff he's done, all the ceremonies he's attended, all of that just got wiped away right. from his like spiritual board of good deeds. They just <laughs> got rid of it. Uh-huh. Um, and it also means if you believe this stuff, you're not going to heaven. Again, if you believe this stuff, that's a big deal. Yeah, and there's the social consequences of it, too. Yeah, social consequences, absolutely. And this is another thing that I don't know how serious to take this, but it's there. Now that he's excommunicated, there may be some believers who no longer want to take his warnings seriously. Because you're not one of us anymore. Sure, yeah. At least before you could say, look, I'm one of you, and I have a problem with this. Mm -hmm. And maybe they would listen. Maybe that's not the case anymore. Uh, one upside to all this, since he read his excommunication letter, the there have been thousands, literally, of people who have begun the process to leave the church because wow. it requires paperwork and there's a lawyer who's willing to help you for free mm-hmm. online, like on the ex-Mormon subreddit. And the queue of people waiting to have their papers processed is like over 2,000. Really? And that was just this week. So Wow. Eh, not, a, not a happy story, but it, it kind of... It's it's shining a light on how horrible the Mormon church is. For sure. Uh, I have one more before a listener mail. Do you have anything else? I got one more, too. Okay. Um, this one's pretty quick. Um, so there's a man named Ralph Shorty. Um, he was a senior member of Donald Trump's primary campaign team in Oklahoma. Um, he is going to prison for 15 years after pleading guilty to child sex trafficking. Um, so he was a state senator. Um, in Oklahoma, he just stepped down because he was found in a hotel room with a 17-year-old boy mm-hmm. who he uh, allegedly hired as a sex worker. So interestingly, and I did not know this, the age of consent in Oklahoma is 16, okay. but um, the when it comes to prostitution laws, um, the, that is up to 18, so it was still... So it's still legal. Yeah. Um, so he apparently reached out to this kid on Craigslist saying that he was supposed to help him study for his GED. Um, So, oh, if you're not American, your GED is 
basically like your high school diploma, but an equivalent, an equivalent to that. Um, so he was helping this kid and he wanted to meet with him right before his G- GED. He said that he decided that he didn't want to let the boy, uh, he, he decided against taking him home because quote, I don't think my wife would have appreciated that. And instead he and the teenager went to a hotel. So they just decided where they just decided to talk. So that was his claim. But authorities uncovered messages on the boy's tablet that allegedly showed Shorty offered to pay the teen for, quote, sexual stuff so he'd have more money for spring break. Court documents also revealed uh, claims that Shorty sent videos of young boys and a, quote, prepubescent girl over email in October 2013. Um, He was supposed to have persuaded a minor to send him inappropriate photos. Um, Anyway, he's a Christian. So I'm not sure what the church would necessarily have to say about that, but I always find it interesting. Based when, on um, what they've said about politics, I'm sure they will have no problem. Yeah, it's um, it's just another instance of the GOP, the right, the conservative Christian right, just being big old massive dumb hypocrites. Um, <sighs> he's serving ten years of super after, so he's going to jail for fifteen years. Um, he will serve 10 years of supervised probation after he's released from prison and he was ordered to pay a fine at a later date that could be as much as a quarter million dollars. So at least <clears throat> he saw consequences for his garbage actions. But, um, anyway, this is the, uh, GOP representatives, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got one last story for you. This okay. is, this could be a big deal and it could be nothing. And I don't know which it is yet. We talked about this, I think a while back, but here's the story. In New Jersey, for years now, uh, there has been, in Morris County, a grant fund. They Mm -hmm. give money to groups seeking historical preservation. We need money to take care of this building because it has historical value, Mm -hmm. and they can get taxpayer money to use for that, to to help restore these buildings and stuff. They're called historic preservation grants. Uh And from 2012 to 2015, a dozen churches got this money. Because they're saying these buildings have been around for a really long time. They are not doing well. We need money to to help restore them. Uh-huh. And over those years, they got more than $5 million in restoration fees. This is all taxpayer money going to the upkeep of churches. Okay. So mm. you could see the problem there. Yeah. But it's, So the question is, well, their churches should taxpayers fund them, but, but their historic, historic buildings. buildings. So maybe it's not really church-state separation. Well... Yeah, I'd there, probably fall on that side of so things. There was a lawsuit over this, of course. Uh, this is from the Freedom from Religion Foundation. And the judge agreed with this this dilemma, where he's like, no, they're historic. It's yeah. not a big deal. And <laughs> so the judge ruled against them, against FFRF. Yeah. But uh, FFRF appealed the decision, and it went right in front of the New Jersey Supreme Court. Wow. And here's what's uh, amazing. I mean, here's FFRF's argument. Maybe they are historic buildings, but by giving money to the church. You're freeing up money. You are freeing up money that can be used for worship. This is indirectly supporting these churches' religious advantage. And by the way, if you allow this to stand, other churches are going to start taking advantage of this loophole. All the money they would have set aside for maintenance, budget, structural issues, Mm -hmm. they're just going to put it into programming and get these funds for the other stuff. It's essentially the same thing. So the Supreme Court, unanimously, all seven of them, overturned the earlier decision. Really? Yeah. They said the use of public funds to pay for those repairs violated the plain language of the religious aid clause, I believe, in the New Jersey Constitution. Mm -hmm. 
and this is another thing, uh, separate issue. The Supreme Court decided a couple of years ago in a case called, or a year ago, on Trinity Lutheran. Uh, this was the church that wanted, I think in Missouri, that wanted grant money the to playground? renovate the playground. Yeah. But they said, look, we're just renovating a playground using a special uh, fund that's mm-hmm. designated to improve playgrounds. Right. We're not asking for money for our church per se or to advance our religion. We just need a new thing to make our playground safer for kids. Right. And the Supreme Court said, that's fine. I think it was a narrow ruling that only applied in that case. But they said, look, you're not advancing your religion. You can use the money for that purpose. Mm -hmm. So now the New Jersey churches are asking the U.S. Supreme Court to take up this case Hmm. to overturn the state Supreme Court's ruling. And here's what they want answered. There are two big questions they want answered by the Supreme Court. The first one is whether using generally available historic preservation funds Uh to repair or restore a house of worship, is that a religious thing, right? Or does it fall outside the scope of Trinity Lutheran because in that case, it would be illegal. Um, if this is something you're saying advances our faith, mm-hmm. but we don't have a clear answer on that. They want the Supreme Court to clear this up and give them an answer. I don't know what the right... I mean... Yeah, and FFRF says, you're indirectly promoting it, so... And they're not wrong, for They're not sure. wrong about that, and these people are saying it's a historic building. And by the way, one and here's the second question, and this may help you answer this dilemma you're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. These are not just historic buildings. They are active churches. They're being used right now for churches. It's not like if you go to Europe and here's an old building that used to be a church, and now it's like, oh, it's just a place tourists visit or something. These are places people go every week to worship. So the second question the church group wants answered is, if you're categorically excluding all active houses of worship from mm-hmm. these grants... Does that violate Trinity Lutheran and the First Amendment? Is this religious discrimination when you say all churches, all active churches are banned from applying for these types of general funds for restoration? Now, I have no idea. My, the thing I keep thinking of is, would they do this for a mosque? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be included here. If it was if it was historic, which you're not going to find a lot of historic mosques right. in the U.S., but, but, but in still, theory... In, in this, if we're going to consider active churches... Yeah, let's... In, it's an interesting hypothetical, though keep in mind, when we're talking about this in the U.S., it's only Christian churches that would ever get to yeah, use that's, this. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's not like you have the mosque from the 1600s that sure. needs renovation. So it's an interesting question, but FFRF, I'm not going to try to speak for their attorneys. I think they'll say, look, you can't give money to churches, especially if it's an active church. This is helping them worship indirectly by freeing up that money. And that's why it's excluded. It's, we're not excluding, excluding historic buildings. We're excluding promotion of religion, which the U.S. Constitution doesn't allow. Mm-hmm. So that's their argument. Now, here's the concern. They're asking the U.S. Supreme Court to look at this. The court needs four, four justices to say yes to hearing it, uh-huh. which they could get. They have four conservatives on the bench. Mm-hmm. But unless they get five votes, it's not going to get overturned. And so I'll stand. So right now they don't have a fifth conservative judge who's going to vote in their favor. Interesting. So the question is, if Kavanaugh or the next person 
gets the seat, then these churches want the court to take it up and hear this case because mm-hmm. then they got a good shot. Yeah. If they, if Kavanaugh hasn't been confirmed or his next Kavanaugh hasn't been confirmed, mm-hmm. they definitely don't want it. Because if it's a 4-4 tie, the original decision stands. Right. So they've asked the Supreme Court to look at this case. Mm-hmm but I don't even think they know what they want the answer to be yet. Because yeah. the last thing you want is for the Supreme Court to take up your case and rule against you because now you have nowhere to then go. Then that's that. So Interesting. Interesting dilemma. Again, this may all be moot if the court doesn't take up this case because mm-hmm. then the original decision stands by the Supreme Court of New Jersey, and that's good. That yeah. means money is not going to these churches. By the way, the New Jersey Supreme Court also said, whatever money you've gotten so far... We're not going to take it away from you. Oh. Keep the money we gave you, or mm-hmm. New Jersey gave you. But from here on out, you're not getting it again. Right. Um, that would stand unless the Supreme Court overturned it, in which case you can expect every church in the country to start modifying its budget to ask the government to help pay for stuff that's yeah, not directly proselytizing right. Christianity. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that definitely, like, doesn't get my hackles up too much, but no. like you're right. But it could. It could because it could get really bad. Yeah. Just like Trinity Lutheran, like not the biggest case on everyone's you know mm-hmm. mind, right? But the implications of it could get really bad. Now again, Trinity Lutheran narrow decision applied to that situation, not everything. Right. It wasn't marriage equality where hey, this is the new law for the whole country, right? So I, I don't know. It could be a thing. It could not. I don't know. So we have listener mail from Ben. Thank you, Ben. If you have anything you want to send us, you can uh, get it to friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. We read everything. Um, so this is a little bit long, so I'm just going to kind of cut to the chase. He he talks about, um, you know, America is a Christian country, so a lot of um, criticism heaven and I have often is about Christians. But it it is true that there are other religions that also are abusive and are deserving of criticism. And have irrational beliefs. And have irrational beliefs. So um, his sort of last paragraph is, so um, how should we as atheists go about criticizing the way that certain Islamic and or other religions with minority status, how how should we criticize them without coming off as Islamophobic or anti-Semitic? Yeah, it's a fair question. I think so too. And it's definitely something we get accused of a lot. And atheists in general, of like, oh, you only go after Christians. Which I want to be clear, it's not because I specifically dislike Christians, it's because every president we've ever had is Christian. The vast the majority of our leaders issues. are are Christian. It Christianity is the thing that shapes our our world as it is excuse me, our country as it is more than any other religion. So that's why that's usually center. So if somebody says something kind of goofy in some like Islamic community, it's probably not going to have a big impact or they're not going to have a huge, they don't have a huge voice that influences how people actually talk, think and talk across America. That said, yeah, of course, like there are parts of Islam, there are parts of Judaism that are troubling. And um, so how would you think that is the best way to go about discussing issues with Islam without being Islamophobic. So on the website, whenever we've come across stories where it involves a really horrible belief practiced by minority faiths, the biggest thing we try to do is make clear this would be a problem no matter who does it. The belief is the problem. Yes. There are... We understand that Muslims have it rough for a lot of reasons. It doesn't mean they're right Mm -hmm. about their beliefs. You... 
the simplest way to put it is criticize the belief, not the believer. Right. This is not new information, but it's make sure you're attacking the idea, where it comes from, how it gets put into practice. Because there are a lot of like Orthodox Jewish beliefs that Mm -hmm. are like animal cruelty. They're like cool with it, certain aspects of it. Uh There are certain Muslim beliefs that uh, if I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but for the most part, they don't really affect public policy. But again, uh, when we talk about terrorism, when we talk about foreign things, you want to make clear, I know not everyone believes this. I know there are Muslims who are on our side mm-hmm. and against terrorism. They don't mm-hmm. like the things people I would say the vast name. majority yeah. of them. And you try to make that clear. Yeah. And you say, look, this is where these people are getting this information from. This is how they're interpreting this holy book. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure I don't use it as some sort of umbrella mm-hmm. and st- put everyone under it. Yeah. Because that's unfair. And we do that fairly well, I think, when it comes to Christians. Like, no, most Christians, I don't know most, a lot of Christians are really awesome when it comes to public policy right. and social justice and civil rights and they're fighting for it and yeah. they're amazing that way. Yeah, I think they're wrong about all the Jesus stuff, but like low priority. But a lot of times stuff. when they do do things that I find despicable, like being homophobic, they do it in the name of their religion. Yeah, they do. And so, so when we criticize it, it's important to criticize, you know, evangelicals mm-hmm. and not even then because black evangelicals are awesome about a lot of this. Right. Stuff. So you want to be clear, like, no, this is like conservative white evangelicals who are the majority of the people pushing for this bad policy. Right. You also want to, so you want to specify, look, this is who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody. My problem is their belief, and this is where they're getting it from. No wonder they're being led down this path of bad ideas, because if you take this stuff literally, of course you're going to go down that path. Yeah. And plenty of people disagree. But I think, how do you avoid being Islamophobic, anti Semitic? You make clear who it is you're criticizing, what it is you're criticizing. Uh, yeah, avoid blanket statements. Avoid blanket statements. And, and again, don't throw everyone under the bus. Cause like, this is something I see from atheists that it's all religions are wrong. The beliefs are all irrational, but I also wouldn't spend a lot of my time saying like, yeah, Muslims are dumb because they believe these things. Right. Cause in terms of how that influences our life, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. And that's the thing I feel like I say a lot of like, I don't find anybody's you don't get any value out of that. Right. Like to me, somebody's religion or personal religion is uninteresting to me. I don't generally care. What I care about are their actions. And if they are trying to extend their personal beliefs beyond their sphere. Yeah. These are two separate things. If you're, if you personally believe in stupid shit, mm-hmm. everyone does. Yeah. Just cause yours is a religion. Whatever. Everyone believes a lot of stupid shit. I could complain about this all the time. Right. I do in my head. (laughs) But when you get to people who want to put it into public policy, Mm -hmm. now we got a bigger issue. And to me, that's the bigger problem because it's like, yeah, everyone holds dumb beliefs. And as skeptics, as Mm -hmm. atheists, yeah, you want to go after all of it. But because you can't tackle everything. Right. The priority goes to the people who are like, well, I believe something stupid. Right. And I'm going to try to make it into a law. Right. And you know, conservative white evangelical Christians are the ones with the power to do that. Not Muslims who believe in some irrational thinking, not Jews who believe in some irrational thinking. Right. uh, Because for the most part, they're for church state separation. Um, But I've heard Jews control the media. So, but also, I mean, there's something about minority status that doesn't necessarily protect you either because think of like Scientology, which is 
all things considered, a very tiny religion. Yeah. But they hold overwhelming power and, and that's, money and, and money and and influence, and that's why they, I think, are extremely fair targets to go after. Like, right. So who do you go after? You go after the beliefs. You go after the structure, right. the money. Right. What who you don't go after because it's not going to be as useful mm-hmm. is the random believer who got suckered into giving money to right. the church. Yeah. It's like yeah, that person isn't the powerful one. Mm-hmm. That's not the person you go after you know what's the comedy rule like uh, punch upward or something punch right? up yeah punch up like go don't, after don't punch down so punch in other down. words you're a lot, it's better to make fun of people who are in power as opposed so it's fine for me to insult donald trump it sucks for donald trump to insult <laughs> me personally because right. like who the fuck am i right and same thing goes with religion like again in my head it's Everyone has issues. I have issues with the things everyone believes, mm-hmm. more or less. Uh, but when it comes to where am I going to focus, I'm focusing on the people who are actually making other people's lives yeah. worse. And I, think, and I think that avoids the Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, yeah. whatever. Because, again, yeah, I disagree with them, but they're not my problems. No, they're not your problems. And I also think there's something worth noting of, like, the Jewish faith on a whole is not something I take a lot of issues with, but there are certain sects for sure that I find extremely problematic that they perpetuate abuses against women. They, all this stuff that happens and I have no problem going after I don't think it's anti-Semitic to say this group of people have these, here are these five beliefs that they have. And this is why I find them problematic as opposed to like all Jews hate women would be an absurd thing to right, say. Right. Um, so yeah, I think specificity and, and I think you're right. Punching, punching up is generally um, a good rule of thumb. Um, cool. Hammett, do you have anything good going on this weekend? No. Do you ever? No. That's weird. It's all good. I'm going canvassing tomorrow. This probably nice. won't be up by then. When sure will it will be. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm um, going canvassing tomorrow for Sean Caston in Downers Grove. I'm very excited. Anne is on her way over as she speaks. We're going to have a sleepover and then go canvassing tomorrow. That's so awesome. participating in democracy. I'm very proud of it and keep bragging about it to people. Very good. I'm nervous. I hope nobody <laughs> yells at me. <laughs> that is great. Um, Where are we going to find you? Oh, uh, I'm on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, you, oh, you know what I haven't plugged in a while? It's my Etsy shop. Oh, hey. It's bitches Get Stitch Done. Um, so you can go there for cross stitches. Uh, Hemant, where can we find you? I'm at Hemant Meta. I'm at friendly at on Twitter. I'm on friendlyatheist.com. Come. Oh find. yeah. Uh, email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions, concerns, give us stars. Yeah. Oh, us review Patreons. us. Nobody said anything particularly egregious about me in the last hey, two hey. weeks. So, Moving so up thanks guys. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll all right. See, see you next week. week.